Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Bride, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois' media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do because without no you, there is no us. Yeah, man. I understand that we've been trapping all day. I understand that we've been robbing all day. But one part of the day, you got to cut on Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host, Biko, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. Y'all know what time it is, man. It's Chicago's most valuable radio show, Illinois Radio. I'm your host, Biko, alongside Pretty Riot, Illinois sure. Jones. And we got a very special guest in the building with us. He goes by the name of Dave Bradley. What's cracking? What's cracking? We here. We here. What's cracking? Welcome up? to Illinois Radio, my brother. I'm happy to be here, man, with y'all. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. I've been seeing y'all working for a long time, so it's good to finally be up here with y'all. Don't make us blush. Or make me blush. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. For real. Thank you for taking our time um, and, and sliding to talk about, you know, your story and let everybody know what's been going on with you. So, I mean, in general, you know, how, how you been? Life is great, man. Life is great. Uh, I'm a dad. Uh, so, you know, being a dad full time is great. Uh, give me more purpose and, and intention with things. You know, mm-hmm. time is a little more uh, of the essence than how it does, was before. How does it feel looking at a human you made? <laughs> Every day I'm confused. <laughs> how do we get here? How do we get here? It, and uh, it's you magical. know how you got here. Yeah. I'm like, you know the start of it. <laughs> we know how we got here. <laughs> Thank God. But I really made one of these. <laughs> I really made one, and he looked like me. So it's like, that's crazy. How old is he? One, 15 months as of a couple days ago. Oh, you know it's beginning stages when you got the butts on I was about to say, so does the, does the months make a difference? Like, yeah. when people be like, my yeah. kid is 19 months. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote a joke about that the other day. Uh, before I had a kid, like, I thought that was stupid. Me right, too. like, oh, like 15 months, 16 months. Just like, say a year. Just say a year. <laughs> but no, like, it's a difference between a 12-month-old and a 15-month-old. Like, it's a big fucking difference. Like, you still a little baby. You ain't like, your one. It's a huge difference <laughs> between 12 and 15 because the difference in a month with a baby is probably like, I don't know, like dog years or something like that. Like, it's a month to us, but to them, like, oh, they're getting new teeth and, and learning new stuff. Now they might not talk at 12 months, but at 13, they saying two words. Like, they might not jump off the couch at 12 months, but at 14 months, they jumping off the refrigerator. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it, the time is, is a big difference, so it's real important. I love that. Yeah, so he's 15 months. 15 months. Man, congrats on you and the appreciate lady on there, let me, man. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, what's something you've, you've, uh, you've took or you've learned, you know, from being, you know, from fatherhood and that you've also applied to uh, your, you know, your, your writing as well as um your production and comedian standpoints uh really and i'm still learning this uh because i don't have much of it but patience uh is probably the number one thing you'll need as a parent uh like outside of help but patience is like because your patience will be tested all day every day <laughs> you you'll need to have some type of uh source that you can connect to <laughs> 
to, to refrain from any illegal, you know what I mean, like activities that might come. Look, look, Biko like, nigga, like, nigga, I was with the gym for murder twice. You know what I'm saying? It's going to test you. Yo, your kid going to test you, but that's your kid. So you like, ah, I really don't want to do this. Like, But the thoughts will cross past your, your head, but you just can't act on it. I think that's the difference. That's funny. How long have you been a comedian? Uh, it'll be four years as of next month on the 19th. Okay, four years. Yeah. So I want to know because, of course, I've known you for quite some time. And you didn't start out as a comedian. Mm-hmm. I actually watched you do a number of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, like yeah. I was on your podcast. Yeah. We chopped it up. How did you go from you? Honestly, did you start making music at a certain I point? Did. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, I hope I'm not tweaking. So, how did you go from the podcasting world to the music industry, and then like finding yourself into comedy? How did you get from there to there? And even before that, before uh, podcasting things, I was doing photography and video. Oh and yeah, stuff. hell yeah, yeah you yeah. was. Yeah. You see how he Damn. brought his camera in, and yeah. he was. He, yeah, no, you gotta right. get that angle right, right there. You gotta <laughs> make sure that ISO is up. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have it right. You know what I mean? Damn, I forgot about that chapter of your life too. That's yeah. like when I first met you around yep. that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, because we met right after high school, right? Yeah, right after high school. Ten years now. Damn, we older than a bitch. <laughs> you a dad now and shit. Y'all taking life serious. <laughs> hey, you know, we all got our time. So, you know, so <laughs> we got to catch up. So we all got our time. But um, before uh, doing comedy, uh, like I, said, I was doing podcasts and things. And like I, I really enjoy doing podcasts. So I do want to start another um, soon. But uh, the process going from that into being a comedian, like I've always known that I was like funny. Um, hence, like if you see my social media and you you know me for a long time, so I just be talking, you know, mess most of the time. But uh, I, uh, I took a break from doing podcasts at one point um, in January or February 2019. Uh, going through a lot of personal stuff, uh, and one of my close friends, she was doing like comedy open mics, and. Uh, I just wanted to go and just watch because I'm a fan of stand-up, always have been. Uh, she was like, all right, well, you can come through, but if you come through, you got to get on stage. What? So I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, that was pretty much it, and that was the, the start of it. And here we are, four years later, uh, still rocking. She don't do stand-up no more either. Were you nervous? I'm still nervous, like, oh, okay. but not really, though. Like, I'm... The nerves really are like prior to getting on stage, mm. like in the car on the way there, in the shower. I'm like, oh man, I hope this go well. But like once they call my name, I'm like, all right, well, you up? Get your head tell head. jokes. Either they gonna work or they not. So it was dope. You yes. showed up. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> yeah. I'm like, have boo, you ever had a boo. show? <laughs> have you ever had a show and you tell a joke that you just really think is it, and you you tell that joke and motherfuckers is looking at you in the audience like cricket? That's the game. That's, My that's feelings would have been hurt. I would have cried. And they be hurt. <laughs> they be hurt. I think it's like uh, you kind of got to build like these uh, mental calluses. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the plural word for having a callus like on your hand. But like, you know, you go to the gym, you lifting weights and stuff. Like you get these calluses on your hand, but you building them so like they get stronger and stronger. So now if I tell a joke and somebody don't laugh at it, it's like, okay, well, I'm still going to tell the next joke and the next joke and I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Peacefully. What up, what up? This is Doma T. Pongo from MTV News, but most importantly from Chicago. So I had to tap in with my family at Illinois Radio. Shout out Pretty Riot, Illinois Jones, and my man Biko. Y'all know what y'all listening to. Yo, what's up? It's your girl Pretty Riot, and I'm sitting pretty starting rights right here on Illinois Radio. I got my brothers, Illinois Jones, an official Biko in the building. And, and we got a homie, one of my real life, like I know this man in real life. Real life. Real life, I know him. Uh, my homie Dave Bradley is in the building. Get him some burp, 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 burp. Burp, 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 burp. 
Okay, so on the break, we were talking about something that immediately sparked a question in my brain, and now I have to ask it. So, in the day and age of all these funny Instagram comedians, like one of my favorite, Desi Banks, do you find that it's harder to do stand-up comedy because I feel like the attention span... I don't know. Maybe I should have thought that out a bit more. But no, you. But no. Nah, I don't. I think it's uh, it's like two different sports. Mm, okay. Like it's it's comedy at the end of the day, but like one is like skits and things is more prepared and like there's a script and is you know stuff like that involved where stand up is a it's a live audience so it's a the preparation is is a little different have you ever thought about getting into skits and stuff yeah i thought about it uh i, I want to do it but it gotta make sense do you feel like the skit stuff can be kind of gimmicky sometimes a lot of them i don't like most of them <laughs> which is why i'm like i want to do them but i gotta figure it out to make it look like in the dave way like everybody doing stuff they way and that's cool shout out to them but everything not for me so is that something that like comedians have to do now to even you know level up it's like skits. the skits and stuff cause nah. I see a lot of people get opportunities from doing these you skits you can you know what I mean like it's it's, it's a million ways to, to get it uh, but if you I feel like skits will help with your like um like awareness or whatever like it'll make people more aware of you because skits are so uh I guess like easily accessible and like people share it cause it's relatable. Uh, but me personally, I'm just like, I'll do, like I'm a stand up comedian. Like I'm not a, a skit person per se, I'll do them, but I'm a stand up comedian. Well, I got a question cause you going on the lines of it. Do stand up comedians look up, I mean look at the Instagram skit right people as being comedians. So y'all be like, nigga, you ain't no goddamn comedian. <laughs> some uh, some comedians like uh, it's really like the older right. comedians who've been doing stand up for twenty some years. Now they looking at people who are on social media like that ain't real comedy, you know. But me personally, I was like, you're a comedian, you're a comedian. Like I'm a stand up comedian. You might do sketches and things like that. Like, but I don't see it as uh, a competition or like we fighting for the same thing or anything like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a different it's a different craft. It just look like DJs okay. be like, you know how the DJs be like, oh, you don't use vinyl, you use a computer. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not, he ain't no real DJ. He got a laptop. He ain't, he ain't got, got no, no mixing board. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just be a lot of old niggas hating or whatever. Like that's all it is. You know what I mean? But shout out to the the, the skits and the sketches and like skin bone and them. Like shout out to them because they really you know putting Chicago in a good position. So shout out to them. Okay, so speaking of old niggas that are comedians, who are your favorite like kings of comedy? Like from the kings of comedy, like from the kings of comedy, <laughs> or you could like even just comedians that come before you. Like, who are some of your favorite? Uh, well, my favorite comedians, like ever, I guess you're saying. Um, I can, I kind of go in order. Uh, one and one B are Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams. I never put one in front of the other because uh, like they both were like my introduction to comedy and like they just meant so much to me. Like growing up, way before I even thought about doing stand up comedy, um, like I always was just I admired them. Uh, after them, uh, we got Paul Mooney. Um, OG, rest Man. in peace. Paul Mooney, shout out to Paul Mooney. Uh, Chris Rock was in there till last year. Did he uh, guess Was it because of the smack? Yeah, I had to put him at six after that. I had to take him out of the top five. <laughs> I didn't like how he responded to it on stage. He was just like, wow. I'm like, yeah, nah. You got <laughs> to get out the top five for yeah, that. You can't uh, be getting slapped, bro. <laughs> uh, Ali Sadiq. Uh, Hilarious. That's my guy. Shout that's out to my Ali dog. Sadiq. And. Uh, Richard Pryor, shout out to the legend. Yeah. So, how do you feel about Chris Rock's last year? I'm surprised you ain't say Bur- the new Bernie Mac. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I love me Bernie too. Mac, but he he don't have uh, any like 
specials, like our mm. specials, like when he was getting all his just do. It was it was, it was time. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of them, like yeah. That's yeah, that's saying. valid. That's valid. Yeah, but shout out to Bernie. He certified, uh, you know, killer. So G O A T for real, for real. Jones, what you were saying? I was uh, shit, I forgot. You you was asking him about uh the new uh Chris Rock. How you feel about that new stand up comedy? I like it. The new special. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I feel like a lot of people don't like Chris Rock. for some, I've seen so much hate for Chris Rock in the last like couple weeks. I'm like, I didn't know everybody hated Chris Rock this much. But everybody, everybody hates Chris. Yeah, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh, but Chris Rock to me is one of the best comedians like to ever do it. So I don't take people's hatred for it seriously. But I also think that people wanted to see him talk about the Will Smith thing more. Right. And he only did it for like 10 minutes at the end. So the whole time people just sitting there like, people that don't even watch his old stuff or know his comedy at all. I I had a, uh, cause I'd be arguing with niggas on Facebook all day. and this one one lady, uh, she was like, nah, I never liked Chris Rock. I'm like, well, how many of his specials have you seen? Uh, she like, just this one. Oh, I'm like, well, wow. why did you watch this one then? If you never liked him and you never thought he was funny, but you've never seen any of his stuff before, but you have this opinion already going into the new special. So it's just like, people have these uh, predetermined uh, opinions about you before you put your stuff out anyway. So you just got to work. Shout out to Chris Rock, though. I, I, I want to touch on stand-up comedy some, some more because um, I, it, it could be just me, but I felt like at a time, it was kind of like the industry was at like a halt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I felt, I want to say, probably a couple years back before Dave Chappelle finally came back from Africa. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I went to, um, dang, how can I, Cat Williams, I actually saw him live before, but I felt like the that that market was kind of like at a halt for a second. Did, at a at any instance, did you see a shift in, in stand-up comedy? Um, since I've been in it, uh, there has been a shift, but I think it was mostly because the pandemic played a big part in it. Okay. So uh, prior to the pandemic, you know, people might feel uh, like you can kind of play with it. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to take it as serious like you take it seriously but when you see that oh this can be gone at any moment like when the pandemic happened there was nowhere to perform in Chicago mm-hmm. you can go other places like other red states or whatever because like Indiana was wide open Chicago was closed down so like you take it more seriously so now uh, being two three years removed from the pandemic you can see people taking it a little more seriously mm-hmm. from like a business standpoint and really like pushing the content uh, so even myself included but as far as like a cancel culture or whatever uh, standpoint that is what it is uh, and before we get into break man I hear you say this serious word uh-huh. uh, how you say people take it serious but for some reason do you feel like speaking your mind as a comedian at this like the way the new generation is opposed to like it, is it harder for you to get on that stage not me uh, do, it, do <laughs> it make it difficult in general for you know for the comedy, comedic world for, for some people yeah, uh, if that's what uh, my intention is to always just to be myself and to speak my mind. Uh, that's why I do it. So I don't feel the need to like hold back or like, oh, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about that. Like that's literally would be the antithesis. I like that word of who I am as a person. Like I'm just a vocal person. I'm going to speak on the real stuff that's going on. You can like it or you cannot, but. I still came here to just speak my mind and just to provide some perspective on things. And you'll think about it after the show. Even if you didn't laugh, you'll think about it. 
Hey, to all the artists out there, if you want your music in rotation, all you gotta do is go to illinois.co. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-C-E dot C-O. You go to the website, bam. And then you go to contact, bam. And then you go to radio submissions, bam. And you fill out the form, and that's that you know, you in rotation. Yo, what's good? It's the one and only Illinois Jones, and right now you tuned in to the dopest thing to hit the streets since crack cocaine. Ow, and we man, still got bro. Dave Bradley in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We ain't here. You ain't tired of us yet. You ain't tired of us yet. Nah, man, we all good. I'm a little hungry, but it's all good. <laughs> Damn. Hey, we ain't got no snacks for you. Nah, I need some food. Link don't come on to the <laughs> he 15. He like, fuck a snack. I, I want some food. He wants some exotic. <laughs> I need a, a sweet snack. Okay, so since we're talking about food, have you ever had Zaxby's? I have not. Oh, fuck. What? I was finna ask you what's better, Canes or Zaxby's, but you can't answer. Canes don't taste like much, but the Texas oh, toast up. is busting. So, that toast, uh, that fucking bread. Need the toast and the sauce, and I'm good. I don't need nothing else. The fries be okay. Need mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's it. But the chicken tenders taste like tenders. Man, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Just tenders. Just tenders. Man, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Over here. I'm weak I ain't ate all day. I ain't had nothing but a little a, a mini muffin. A mini bagel with some jelly on. That's all I had today. Yeah, you got to eat. My I'm bagel. not fasting on purpose. <laughs> He's like, I am not participating in Ramadan. <laughs> no, Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> Shout out to the nation, though. Shout out to him. Okay, <laughs> so I want to know because Biko kind of asked the question, but I want to exit it this way. Do you feel like now? Do Do you feel like as a comedian now you have to censor yourself, considering that like consumers and society is so sensitive to jokes and shit? Like I feel like you name like Richard Pryor and Paul Mooney, the jokes that they used to get off, mm-hmm. I don't feel like was well with a new generation of people um i feel and i know this for a fact but uh there's an audience for everything mm. so that's about the, the mainstream uh or whatever might want to hear like you know more cleaner comedy more family friendly comedy like or uh stuff like that but there is an audience of people who are tired of that and uh like everything there's always a market correction right so uh, cancel culture and all that was like so strong and so heavy and then eventually over time people want to rebel against it audiences and comedians alike you know so uh, really at the end of the day it just comes down to you having your own voice and standing on it you know what I mean like I said I'll talk about any member of any community and any crowd but I'm not trying to like really hurt you or whatever but like, I'm literally just telling jokes like it's literally a joke. You ever get any pushback for some of the things yeah. you've joked about? Yeah, some people have come to me after shows like, oh, I didn't like this, I didn't like that, and I'm just like, I didn't ask you for your opinion. <laughs> so, but thank you for your input. As long as they don't walk on stage. Yeah. No, I have not had that uh, happen yet. Uh, somebody walk on stage, but I have seen it happen like while I'm in the audience. So, I have seen somebody get on stage. It didn't end too well for them, though. Did you get any backlash for your Lori Lightfoot jokes? <laughs> Nah, I think people <laughs> people love my Lori Life for jokes. People, like I said, like I don't, I talk about any and everything, but like I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody, mm-hmm. you know. Like I'll try to teeter that line as much as I can, but like I don't want to like overstep and like really disrespect somebody unless I'm disrespected first. Then it's free so game. Do you fear like getting blackballed? Like, do you feel like if I talk about this one person or this one topic and I say something like I might be done for? Nah, I've. Uh, I've uh, I've paid attention a lot to who you can talk about and who you quote unquote can't talk about, and then I talk about them anyway. Wait, um, I'll, I'll hold up. I hit you with that you one. Did. I, 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 you, 
Because I always say, well, who can you not talk about it? Oh, we 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 know we we know we, we know who they don't want you to talk about. You know what I mean? Uh, but like I said, like I'm not being disrespectful to anybody, but I am speaking on things that a lot of comedians don't want to speak on or whatever. And like I said, it's just a joke at the end of the day. You can be offended though. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, you gotta. I love that thick skin, man. You got. You gotta have it, man. I'm a Leo first and foremost, so I was born, uh, you know, lion-hearted and stubborn. So <laughs> this was the perfect place for me to be. You know. Has anybody ever touched you though? Like as far as when I when I not like that. Wait, <laughs> let me. Hold on. That's wait. a good way to ask. Oh, Whoa. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. So have anybody touched you? No, mommy. Like, like if it's so where? Okay, point no, where? Show us where he touched you. They shouldn't touch you. They shouldn't touch you at all. Oh, okay, look, okay. I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, Great question, you know, Great question. like when you're telling these jokes, has anyone approached? There we go. Approached you and was like, "Man, brother, you, 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 you made my eyes open. A, you know, some of the jokes you said it just made me gain clear, you know, uh, yeah. clarity of life, and it just made me feel that it was therapeutic for them." That's really what it's for. You know what I mean? Like, laughter is not always the response I'm looking for in a joke. Sometimes it might just be a, "Hmm, I like that too," because now I know you're thinking and you're listening. Some people might just be laughing because laughter is contagious. The whole crowd is laughing, so you just feel compelled to laugh. Right. But somebody might just be sitting there not laughing, but they might just be squinting, looking at me like, hmm. And then afterwards, that'll be the person come up to me like, yo, that joke you said about whatever, like that really, I never thought about it that way. That's like the best uh, compliment to me is like, yo, I never thought of it that way. And I was like, aha, I got you. So gotcha. that's how you really get... Uh, People wanting to come see you more because, like, you're giving them perspective on things that nobody else is giving them. That's what make you stand apart. See, touching the people. You see? gotta touch the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like you see it. Don't go around touching people. <laughs> I, I want to know, like, for like uh, comedians and comedians coming up, do, is, is there enough places for them to go to gain exposure in the city? Like, I think it's too many places. <laughs> I think it's so too put much us on access. because I want to go on a date to a comedy club. Well, if you want to go on a date to a comedy club, you need to come to the Corner Classic first and foremost and don't go nowhere else uh, because only at the Corner Classic will you see just such great comedy from comedians all over the country and, and, and we speak in our mind, you know what I mean? And it's a good, it's a good vibe. We got edible vendors there, so you can have a real good time. You know what I mean? Where is it? That's why I said you got food. What's so crazy is I've been off the edibles the past couple days, and I just been like, I I was so hungry yesterday. Not you ate the edible. I ate the edible. Ate your hunger. I swear to God, that motherfucker rice krispie treat was about to be. That baby ain't lying. He ain't lying. That motherfucker was. That's why you ain't none today. You still have from yesterday. I ate the rest. I ate the rest of the month. Like, shit, it's right here in the car. Fuck you. Yeah, but uh, nah, uh, the place I do the Corner Classic at currently is at the Red Room Comedy Club that's located uh, on 7442 North Western Avenue uh, in Rogers Park. Um, it's a nice comedy club. It's real intimate. Uh, the, the the aesthetic of it all is, is I enjoy it. It's a nice place. So y'all should come through next Friday. Uh, March 31st at 8 o'clock. You can get your tickets on thecornerclassic.com. That's my website because we doing it official. So so I do feel like you got to give us a little bit more background yeah. info on the Corner Classic and yeah. like what it is and how it came about. Mm-hmm. So the Corner Classic uh, is my comedy brand. Uh, the idea of it came from during the pandemic. Uh, when the pandemic started, like I broke my foot, right? So I was at home, uh, 
doing nothing and there was nowhere to perform comedy at. Uh, so in that moment of like, okay, I need to create something. Uh, I still have like all my uh, podcast equipment and stuff from when I was doing podcasts at home. So I was like, okay, well now we rap. So uh, I just got some beats and started rapping in the kitchen corner of my apartment. Uh, and the title of my uh, debut EP was Kitchen Corner Classic. Can I tell you something? I'm sure. so glad you stopped doing music. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Comedy Fish is so much better. I'm so I sorry. I hope that that's too. not fucked up. It's okay. That's the jack. That's a real friend. Look, he it's said okay. he got thick skin I'm cool. He go on stage. Some of the jokes <laughs> but, may not hit. But you know? him being a rapper got him a great, great title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great title. Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, it all like plays, uh, you know, in a part together of just... Um, the corner classic the idea is just like no matter where you are or what resources you have you can still make the best of it so hence the kitchen corner classic so the idea of the music the comedy club the comedy idea like I have on my corner classic t-shirt right now she got one on as well I got new shirts coming out all of this is just ideas that I've come up with at home basically like you don't need to outsource to the major whoever's like you can do it yourself if you care to if if someone wants to be a part of uh, the corner classic how can they reach out and you know contact you um, the, it's more so of a, a connection thing like it's or it has to be organic like I'm not uh, hiring at the moment uh, but if we connect and you know you want to work and you provide some value then there can be things that are discussed you know but at the moment I'm the goddamn PR like I'm the, the photographer CEO, I'm the, the CEO <laughs> I produce the shows or I put the shows together everything's out of pocket I book the room book the comedian See, and, and that's what I actually meant I meant like if the, if the artist wanted to you know guests wanted to hit the stage and get locked in with you. Oh, well, then you can just reach out to me uh, on Instagram or whatever uh, at the, the dot Lord Dave. You can hit me up and, you know, I'll I'll watch, you know, your page and look at your page or whatever. Like, I don't really take, uh, like, clip submissions. Like, you don't have to send me a clip of you, like, oh, to, to get consideration. Like, I can pretty much tell from your social media presence if you take it serious enough for me to take it serious, you know. So that's really what it is. I'm not like looking for people or really need people to try to find me, I'll connect with you organically. Oh, go ahead, sis. What's the the worst joke you ever wrote? Uh, The worst joke I ever wrote, um, well, I won't say it's the worst joke, but I think it's the dumbest joke I've ever written. And I've just started doing it on stage recently because it's so stupid. And I'm just like, I'm in a place right now, like in my comedy where I'm just kind of like, Whatever. Like sometimes I go up there with nothing planned. Sometimes I go up there with a whole script. So where you be freestyling jokes? Sometimes you freestyle jokes. Like you, yeah, you had cool. an entire day, uh, and plenty of things have happened to you throughout the day. I'm sure you could find something. My therapist think I'm a comedian, and <laughs> I think that's. I think that's we be cracking the, the fuck up in them sessions when we should be healing. Wait, you said that's part of the problem. <laughs> I think that's part of the, part of the problem in comedy. I think uh, like the therapy conversation is like real heavy in comedy right now. Like since the pandemic, like everybody's like, "Well, my therapist said." It's like, all right, we kind of, we get it. But everybody should go get there. I'm not saying don't get there. But <laughs> please go get the help you need so you can leave me alone. But, uh, yeah, no. Nah, um, sometimes I go up there, like I said, with nothing planned. Uh, but the worst joke that I've done recently, uh, so it's, how's it start? It's, uh, what is the, what did the horse say to the slave? No. <laughs> say to the slave. Watch me whip. <laughs> watch, watch, watch me, me name, name. name. Yeah. 
Ain't no. That's not even bad because I would though. be ignorantly <laughs> laughing in the crowd it's just, just like stupid. I did. <laughs> so, no, that, that that's funny. actually funny it's as just fuck. Stupid. And I didn't want to answer it wrong. I'm like, that's what I said. I said, nah. Like, I don't know. Like, that's, <laughs> <don't know. laughs> <laughs> that's funny as fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, so oh, it's just. Like I look at it, I look at comedy like it's a craft like anything else. But like I grew up playing sports, so I look at it like how I look at like KD or how any of them would ap- approach like they craft. Like okay, you can't go left. Either you gonna learn how to go left, or somebody gonna be able to stop you. You know what I mean? So I'm at a point now where it's like okay, go try this on stage this time. Go do this. Try like you said freestyle, or go up there with a full script, or go up there and just talk about one thing. Just basically just challenging myself every time I go on stage. Like I'm, I'm like my coach and my mentor and stuff like that. So I got to keep myself sharp. At what point? When did you know? I got this shit. I got this shit. Day one. I love what my man talking. say on the video when I woke up. That's very when I woke up. I mean, it's it's true. Like like I said, like I've always known that I was funny, so that part wasn't like my concern. My concern has always been like I just don't want to forget the jokes because I know if I remember the jokes, they'll work for the most part. Some crowds, it just don't work, but that's okay. That's part of the of the craft. How do you not get discouraged though? Like I feel like making people laugh is such a hard thing if you're not just a genuinely funny person. So like, how do you not get discouraged if you do get those shows that are dry or like people that don't understand your jokes or they just don't find it funny um you just go do it again the next day or like comedy is a thing where like you can get up and perform multiple times a night Mm. so at seven o'clock the whole crowd might have thought you was the worst person they've ever seen in their life Mm. and then at eight o'clock they love you Mm. and at nine o'clock they hate you again so it's just like and these are three different crowds so you can't get too up or too down whether if people like you or not, like you dare to do a job at the end of the day. So do you do like daily affirmations or something? Like how do you keep yourself so confident? Cause I feel like that would take a blow to some people's egos. I mean, it it, it can hurt, uh, you know what I mean? Like it can hurt, like I've never been booed, but I was seeing people get booed. I'm like, yeah, that probably would suck. But I just uh, continue to know and believe like I'm the funniest person on this stage because I'm the only person on the stage at the moment, but like I also feel like I'm the funniest person I know. Like just, that could be ego or whatever, but that just keeps me going. Like, okay, they didn't laugh today, but it's all right. Like, I know the jokes are funny, so you just keep working them and trying to uh, enhance them so the next crowd get it, so. Do you crack jokes on your son and be like, is this good or not? Like, tell him, like, my comedy jokes? No. But he gives me, uh, he I make him laugh all day, so I'm like, as long as he laugh, I ain't got to worry about what the crowd think. Like, my son think I'm funny, so. I was about to say. Again, you got to let everybody know how they can get in tune with you, how they can follow you, and you got to give out the Corner Classic website again. Most definitely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the, so that's T-H-E dot Lord Dave. Uh, the Corner Classic page is the dot Corner Classic. You can uh, go to the Corner Classic website. Uh, that is thecornerclassic.com. I'm also on YouTube, Lord Dave Bradley. Uh, you can watch clips of my comedy and other people who've done the Corner Classic on the Corner Classic website. So once again, that's thecornerclassic.com. And the next show is this upcoming Friday, March 31st. Tickets are available uh, on thecornerclassic.com website because we're not using uh, the other platforms anymore because we just doing it on our own. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, come through, have a good time. We do it monthly. 
uh, at the Red Room Comedy Club. So come through. We got great comedians this month. We got, um, it's hosted by my man's OJ Lamont. Uh, we got Jari Wright from Orlando coming through uh, to do a set. Uh, my dog, uh, TJ Stokes, coming through to do his thing. Uh, Erica Switzer, Lily Mason from D.C., uh, and my man's Rob Mayfield. And I'm headlining, so come through, have a good time, man. Get your tickets. Uh, shout out to Easy Eats. Uh, that's my my uh, edible vendor, so I want to make sure I give her some love also. Uh, the Corner Classic, Red Room Comedy Club, March 31st, 8 p.m. Get y'all, there. Y'all be there. Grab them tickets. Appreciate you sliding, Dave, man. That's a good man. date night idea, guys. Mm-hmm. Go get your if laugh you on. If you want to like, get in her drawer, you gotta laugh your way in there. This mm. is the truth. Laughing to her walls. Uh, he, he. <laughs> oh, sorry. Her walls. I said I'm that pussy like a crash dummy. Laughing to that pussy like a crash dummy. For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. I'm Illinois Jones. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio. Every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us. You have it. We on there. Big peas. See you later, That's all, folks. It's your girl, Pretty Riot, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E.co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do, because without no you, there is no us.